officially done it, man. We're back. We officially made it back into the studio. Guess what? My headphones cut off right when this started. You know, you, so, you can't hear anything. So we're officially back. You can't hear anything. No, that's. I mean, I can hear you, but it's super muffled because I'm like hearing you, but not through my headphones. Oh no! So we're back. This is perfect. This is how you know you're back when you're back to the bush league. Yeah, back to the bush league. You it's know, like, is it completely gone for you? Yeah. I'll try to fix it for like half a second. Hopefully it doesn't pop in like it did last time and bust my eardrum. Which uh, which uh, channel are you? The one you're touching right now. No, which uh, over here? Four. Whoa. Hello? Oh, well, there it is. Whew. We back. And then he just broke the mic. Listen, man. Walk into the studio, man. We haven't been here in like two months. How you doing? <sighs> After all that, I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm good. It's been a it's been a while since we've been in here, so it feels a little bit strange. How did okay? So how did you feel about uh, doing the podcast via the web? Um, I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, I, I felt like I was, and I, I might have not been, but just what I felt, I felt like I was better at communicating that way. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But That's interesting. I hate it. Do you? The only thing I don't, I mean, hate's probably a strong word. The only thing I don't like about it is the face-to-face. Like mm-hmm. You can read energy and you can kind of like, it's just hard. Because like I'd start to talk and then you'd be talking and then I would interrupt your point and I just felt like I had no rhythm. What ener- I didn't like it. What energy are you getting from me right now that you're uh, reading since we're face-to-face? I think you have a good energy today. Okay. Um, you seem like you'd rather be taking a nap a little bit. No. No, not now, before this. Walking in here, though, I think you have a very good energy today. Okay. You seem, you seem uh, in it. Okay. You seem like you're in it today. Okay. So I like that. And your hair looks good. Thank That's you. That's a positive. I need a haircut. No, you don't. Looks good. Keep it, keep yeah. ripping it. Um. Yeah, man, it's, it's just weird being back in the studio. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for it, though. I'm grateful to be back in the office. And 2020 has been uh, oof, somewhat of a nightmare. Yeah, it's been a... Uh, been a little rough. Been a really, really kind of a tough year. What uh, what are you most grateful like for right now? Getting back into rhythm. Um, probably the whole rhythm part. Yeah, it's kind of nice to be back. Um, I mean, it, it was nice for how long were we gone officially? Like a month and a half, two months, almost two months, I think. So those two months, my headphones are doing something weird right now. They're like going in between each headphone. No, I set it up that way. I oh, did you? Yeah, just to kind of test you. It's just, it's just like playing with my brain right now because I'll hear it in the my left ear and then I'll switch to the right ear. If it's if it's driving you nuts, you can turn them off. Um, but no, it was like that month and a half or whatever, however long we were out of the office. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it because, I mean, obviously we got more time like around the family. Walker didn't go to daycare that much. So um, just Emily... Walker and I were just all at the house together. So that was kind of nice. And um, so, yeah. But I think definitely getting back in, into a rhythm, um, coming to the office at eight, leaving at five. Yeah. Or some sometime around there. I, th- I think it's good. Um, but yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. And I think it was good for us. And it made us like realize like, the blessings that we have yeah that we have a little family and i think a lot of times um the tendency is like to take that for granted and just having all that time together was was kind of special yeah that's good yeah i think quarantine was the war probably 
maybe close to the worst season of my life. Really? Yeah. Well, you you didn't really. You're still up here every day though, so you're still coming to the office and yeah, probably working a lot more than normal. Normal, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of hard. I mean, Katie and I, I think things were good for us um, at home, but it was just kind of an exhausting season of, you know, trying to make sure everything was good, employees were good. Like what would take me normally two minutes to communicate took me two hours. And so, but yeah, I definitely felt, I was telling the day, I felt a huge conviction come over me that I always talk to you all about. Like, I just need to slow down, enjoy life, chill a little bit. And then God's like, hey, here's a pandemic. Yeah. And I'm like, just trying to zoom through it when there's an opportunity to like actually slow down. So I feel like I missed it a little bit. So I'm trying to like now like take some time and rest and enjoy life a little bit. Yeah. Cause I feel, I do feel like a little bit of an idiot that I just had an opportunity to slow down and everyone would have been okay with it. And I just tried to speed through it and it kind of I'm burned out. Like everyone's coming back somewhat renewed mm-hmm. and people like walk into the office excited. And like, Hey Logan, I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> I'm not here right now. I'm yeah. exhausted. Well, that, to give you some credit, you were that way to me every time I walked in every single morning, even before the pandemic. There's something about seeing your face walk in. Yeah. Then I'm like, I want to punch him. So nothing really changed. I don't know if it changed with other people, but nothing really changed with how you interacted with me. Yeah, that's true. Pandemic and during pan or pre pandemic and during pandemic. Yeah. Well, I apologize for that because I'm a new man. I'm trying to get better at it. You look great today. Hair looks good. And you have a good energy. Thanks, man. Yeah. 2020 has been a nightmare. Yeah, let me say that. For sure has. Let's just go through a quick timeline. So, Kobe Kobe dies. Mm-hmm. That was what, February? March? That, that feels like so long ago now. Yeah, the just brutal news. I don't know. That was a... I don't remember a celebrity death like that. Uh, I'm going to miss a, a ton of stuff. So, please don't uh, be mad. If I miss anything, you can comment in here. But um, And then... Uh, the pandemic shows up, takes out all sports, kills. What are, what's our death toll at? Worldwide? Uh, oh, worldwide. I don't know what it yeah. is. US, Massive amount of people. U.S. is over 100,000. Yeah. So the pandemic shuts down, economy's in trouble, all sports are gone. I can't stress that enough for me personally. Not the most important thing, but definitely a bummer. Definitely a bummer. So sports goes completely away. Um, And then obviously right now, kind of what we're setting in right now with um george floyd and it's i don't know i was kind of interesting i was thinking about it this morning like why now mm-hmm. you know like why why is there so much unrest now do you think like the pandemic had anything to do with it with people you know being at home more maybe being more visible with social media because th- this isn't the only time this has happened yeah it's happened a lot um and i think i think the I mean, I think the video that shows the murder of him is absolutely one of the most brutal things I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a lot of these things out there that have, I don't know, I, I was kind of wondering if the pandemic and us, more eyeballs being forced to watch it with less things going on, if it did create more of an uprising. Yeah. I mean, possibly. I think it's, there's, I don't I think at some point, just anger and frustration just kind of, it just boils over too. Yeah. So I think the pandemic might have played like a part of it, everybody being cooped up for so long. But I think more so it's just like at some point you, you reach a breaking point. Yeah. Like when there's like a obvious pattern of stuff that's going on, 
you're going to reach that, that breaking point at some point. Yeah. And just the, um, I don't know that, that video, like, like you said, it's, it's brutal. And like, you see the whole thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, what's the full 20 minute video, by the way, I've, I've, I've seen like some of the stuff like before he was on the ground. I don't know if there's like a continuous like video of it's cuts him being okay. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen like the cut, the like cut up version, but yeah, it's a, you like, like see the whole thing play out and it's like the most unnecessary thing. Yeah. It's not, and it's hard to uh, like, obviously there's people out there that are going to argue that, well, he's, he's doing something. Um, so, but that's, it's, hard to argue with that video yeah no i don't, I don't think that, I don't think that should even especially be especially with him like begging like like still like man every I, time every time i like heard him like moan and stuff like i don't i don't know if i'll ever get that out of my head no it's, it's like begging it's weird because I, I think i told people early not to watch it when i first watched it but i i think some people need to see it um i guess maybe to start this out like a quick disclaimer and you can say whatever you want to say as your disclaimer. This is my personal disclaimer. And this is not a disclaimer for me. This is a disclaimer for other people. We're going to, you and I are going to, we're going to process this out loud. This is not a marketing podcast. Um, and so this episode is not a marketing episode. But we're going to process this. And so if you're offended by this, um, I'm sorry, but I would definitely encourage you to, to look into some of the stuff and to process it. Um, I'm not, I'm not giving a disclaimer. I'm not worried about anything I say. So if you're mad, uh, sayonara, but I just think that it's healthy to have these conversations and we get on here, we talk about our own personal lives, talk about business, talk about entrepreneurs, talk about marketing. And I think that we would be doing a disjustice to not as two white dudes to not just at least sit down and talk about this. And so yeah. we're going to process it. So if you're frustrated, I would be glad to, to message with you, maybe on the phone, probably not. Um, but at least talk about it. So, yeah. so my, my disclaimer is, um, it's not really a disclaimer, just more of a, uh, a comment that if you are watching or listening right now and um, we say something that you do not agree with or we need correction, please comment and let us know yeah. about that correction. Or if you're listening to this later um, and we aren't live and you hear something that um, you feel like we need to be corrected on, send us a message on our Facebook page. Um and let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Because obviously we aren't the authority on this. We're, we are we have just perspective at the yeah, end. Yeah, we're two white dudes who live in Texas. Yeah. So obviously we are not the authority on this. But we, like we, we have opinions and like yep. you said, we'll, we'll talk about them. But yeah, if at any point we um, say something that is out of line, please correct us. Because we're, yeah, we'll take it. we're like learning during this whole thing as well. Yeah. So, but come with some information. Yeah. Especially if you're a white person. Yeah. Come with some information. Um, I will say that I had multiple people message me, multiple people message me, um, some friends from school, um, some friends that still hang around that encouraged us to do this. Um, some of my black friends were like, you, you all should just have this conversation. Like you already talk every week. Like we need this conversation to continue. And so, Last week for me has been dialogue with people of like, how do you have this conversation? Like, I think for us, maybe just speaking on behalf of like some my white friends, like, I think a lot of times it's, you don't want to say the wrong word. Mm -hmm. Like 
like, how do I say this? Or how do we process through this together? Or what if I say the wrong thing and people uh, think I'm racist? And I think the summary I've come to is that I want to be less afraid of appearing racist because of accidentally saying something wrong versus just being silent and letting it be and being passive. Yeah. I do not want that. Yeah. And so I'm willing to have the dialogue and, and have the conversation and really, I mean, again, I don't think I'm a martyr. I don't, I definitely don't want to make it sound like I just want to make sure I'm being loving and respectful to everybody included in this. I'm not the martyr yeah. like at all. Like it's not even really my thing, but I was, I was very encouraged by the amount of people who messaged me, white people, black people, everybody, um, just like with opinions and thoughts and all, like 95% of them, um, were incredibly positive, encouraging. Um, some were a little bit more just kind of like reaching, but really, uh, pretty positive. I think the bummer part for me is just how political it gets so fast. Oh yeah. Like this man was murdered. Yeah. By an authority in our country. And if we don't have video, is anything done? Yeah. No video, no bystanders. I don't think any of them are in trouble. Yeah, probably not. I mean, maybe that's unfair to assume, but I, I think that, um, I think it's definitely a dicey situation. And the only other disclaimer I'll say before we dive deep into this is that I absolutely have family in law enforcement um, and, and some good buddies in law enforcement. And um, I love them and I appreciate them. And I know what they do every single day is incredibly difficult. Yeah. And so, again, there's definitely bad apples in every job. But I just want to make sure that that's very clear that I, I my personal stance is not anti-police. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the most harmful things that we do as a society is that we generalize, whether it's with the police or with race or with religion. Like one person doesn't define a whole group of people. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I agree with that disclaimer. Yeah. And I felt, I, I did feel just kind of like my confession. I felt weird messaging, um, some of my, my friends, uh, just like, I don't know. It feels weird. It's like a white dude being like, Hey, what should I be doing here? Um, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just feels like, I don't want to call it pandering. And I definitely don't want, um, I think, I, I guess just maybe to find the place to start out. Like, I think we all have to come to an agreement that we deal, we still have a problem in our country, in our world, um, of racism. Mm-hmm. I think that's got to be acknowledged to some degree. I mean, how many years? We're 65 years, something like that, removed from there being segregation. Yeah. Really which, not that long. Which isn't a whole lot of time. Not. And so I know that maybe it doesn't feel the same, but we definitely still have massive amount of problems. And then I, I was looking into like, I was blown away this week, which is cool, the amount of people who shared like Martin Luther King Jr. quotes, like mm-hmm. just the mass amounts of them. But like, at the time of his death, he had like a 75% disapproval rating in the U.S. It's a very controversial figure. Uh-huh. Like, people definitely didn't agree with everything he said. And so it's just interesting to see as time goes, we're still utilizing his quotes, but not operating under his practices. Yeah. So a lot of these issues. And so I, I think that it's just like, an, especially like in the church, we've experienced it. I think it's a, a weird uh, topic. And right now I think it's starting to feel a little trendy. Like it's kind of the right thing to talk about, and I hope that turns into a good thing. But I think as white people, we have to acknowledge like there is an issue here that I mean, 
65 whatever years ago there's segregation in schools and like we still continue to look at like some of this police brutality and some of the systematic racism and, and I, don't, I don't know how to fix it i think that's the hard part is like i guess it's beginning the dialogue and discussion and holding the people around us accountable yeah you know but i i don't i wish it was like something else like i, I don't really know how we fix it yeah hey jared how do we fix this i'm the last person you should probably ask about that I don't know if anybody knows. Yeah. I think you just have to, uh, I think, I think it all begins with listening. So obviously we don't have the answers and we need voices, um, who are like directly going through this and we got to be open to listen to what they're saying. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think, I think a, a, a lot of the problem is people, or just completely shut off to the idea that any uh, racial discrimination still exists. Yeah. And they won't budge from that. They So they won't listen. Um, they'll see all this happen, and they'll make excuses for why it did happen. Yeah. And they'll, like, watch these, these protests and stuff and just use that as validation for their points instead of yeah. viewing it as all right, this has been going on like slavery ended like the, what was it like 1865 and then that should have been like the end of it. Yep. And then started throwing um, black people in jail. So it kind of continued on. Yep. And then Jim Crow laws. Yeah. And now we're back to like um, whatever, like the war on drugs. That yeah. was, like, if you look at the stats, it's pretty obvious that it's kind of, not kind of targeting yep. the minority communities. Yeah. So yeah, slavery ended and that's where a lot of people are like, yeah, this isn't an issue anymore because slavery ended in 1865, but no, there's, it's just like transformed into other stuff continually. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I was telling you that quote yesterday when we were driving, um, that Martin Luther King Jr. quote where the reporter asked him like, you know, why, you know, why is a black community struggled you know, here in the United States, whereas there's been other minorities who over time have been able to kind of get acclimated. And I'm not even going to try to do the quote. Um, we can post it later, but I thought he, his processing of like, Hey, you know, we were, we're the only people group brought here as slaves to this country. Um, and we live here. We finally get freedom. And then it's like, Hey, uh, you need, you guys need to, you know, get going, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. He's like, how do you tell a man to pick himself up by his bootstraps? You don't have any boots. And I think that you look at like the, how things have played out and how people get put into certain parts of town. And I, I just think that like the uncomfort around it, like has to be processed And to like any of my white friends listening, any white people listening. If you can't see that we have protests going on right now in the same protest, in the same city, in the same hour, there's two different perspectives from two major news networks. Like two, like you can look at the same protest and on one news site, CNN, it is peaceful and good. And then you go to another one, you go to Fox and it may be a riot. Mm -hmm. Like I don't understand how you can't process that and say there's agendas everywhere. Yeah. If you get all of your sources from one place, 
you're going to think that way. Yeah. Also, don't know how beneficial the media is. Like every time something like this happens, I think it's um, because obviously they have like they're a business. So they're going to like grab whatever headlines or whatever video that's going to like bring in the most viewers. Yep. Whereas I think the most um, constructive uh, like content right now is just people at these protests filming themselves. Or so we would like never see these videos of like these protesters serving yep. the cops, like bringing them water, yep. protecting the cops. We would never see like these videos of the cops like standing up and like even some, sometimes marching with the people. Some of the coolest videos ever. Yeah. So I think On the most, sides. I think the most constructive like content right now isn't news uh, sources. I think it's people in this with their phones, taking pictures, taking videos, you get like a better perspective of, of like what's actually going on. Yeah. That's what I like about Twitter. I think Twitter's also one of the worst places on earth, but what I like about it is that you can find a video or a topic and see quickly at a high level, so many different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's one of the most interesting things versus one person reading a teleprompter telling you what happened. It's like, I don't, what if that's not true? What if that's their perspective? Whereas you get to see a lot more. You can look at one right and see thirty-two different videos on Twitter of the same instance, yeah, and know and get like a better perspective. But it, it just makes me nervous when I, I don't. I guess I don't understand why you can't look at George Floyd and realize that he was assassinated in the in daylight. I don't understand why you can't acknowledge that, but also understand and believe that the that police officers are good people as well. Yeah. Like, I don't see why it has to be a defense. Like, mm -hmm. well, police officer, you don't know what happened. Like immediately defending one side. I think that's one of the worst things you can do. Like you can look at the instance and say, this guy, and also the bum next to him who's just watching. Yeah. Also, one of my biggest fears is to be arrogant at some point, like, like be arrogant. And then like, you know, like when you're doing something, you're like super arrogant and then you end up being completely wrong. And that guy's like, Hey, all oh, real mature. Mm -hmm. And like people are pleading for this man's life and you're sitting there like a bum. Yeah. Sorry. I'm already, I'm already getting bitter. Um, but I just don't understand like why, why we can't look at every instance and like process it. Yeah. Like why we can't say like, I think always, I always hear everybody say like, oh, I'm sure racism does exist, but not in this form or this fashion, or this is not what this is about. But man, we got a lot I think is especially as like a follower of Jesus, when I look out and I see like brothers and sisters in the black community screaming and crying out like this is not right, like we're not okay. I don't understand how I don't stop and at least say, Wait, why are you saying that? Yeah. Like how can I process this with you? Um, and that's what drives me completely wild about people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it like anytime somebody has a grievance or they feel wronged. Um, I think you automatically have to be like, all right, they're, they're right. They feel wronged. We got to listen to them as opposed to immediately becoming defensive and be like, no, no, no you're wrong. You know, you, you can't say somebody's wrong when they're dealing with it in their personal life and they, yep. and they feel wronged. Like you aren't, you aren't like living what they're living. So if they feel wronged, they have a like, you can't they're they're right yeah um so you, you just gotta you just gotta listen hear where they're coming from instead of just immediately becoming defensive and yep. 
like just sticking to your guns. Yeah. Another thing, white people. Please, please, please quit using the the riots and the looting to take away from these protests. This has boiled over to the point of frustration. And also, every video I've seen, I swear, is a white person tagging with the building. And, and I know that's not true. I know that it's every side that's making mistakes here. But don't use that. You were, you were pissed that Colin Kaepernick took a knee. And then you're mad about the protest. Now we have the loot. Like, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? And I just don't, I don't understand that. Even the stuff here in Wichita Falls, like the protests, it seemed to be very cool. I believe there's one this sat on this Saturday, correct? Yes. Um, I think is it Sputter Park? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, done so well. I think people got to be angry and voice their opinions in a, in a correct fashion. And people were frustrated about it. Yeah. Like, sayonara. Like, I have nothing for you. And there was nothing more peaceful than Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Yeah. So you didn't want that because it was disrespectful to the flag. Now people are protesting. Of course, there's boiling over. Yeah. I've spent way too much time, unfortunately, going back into the the Rodney uh, uh, King. Wait. Mm-hmm. Rodney King, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, those riots and, like, the chaos. I don't know. I, I don't know what you want. I don't know why taking a knee took away from the issue and it created and turned into this whole thing. And then now we have an opportunity as a country to come together and realize like one, this instance is wrong, but two, we have a bigger issue that we can talk about now, but because some bums want to break into a target and still Legos, like that doesn't defeat the purpose of the other 95% that were there for the right reason. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. That's like that's the same argument that people were mad about when they take that and mirror it to the police and they say it's not all police officers there's just a few bad ones uh-huh. and that's true I think so you can't come to the protest and discredit everything going on because there's a few bad ones hey sayonara yeah I got nothing for you that's crazy and I think that it's the most unloving thing for a large group of people in our country to be pleading for something they've been fighting for their whole life multiple generations before us. And to just completely discredit it or to be frustrated because of a news network or because of an opinion. Um, and again, I don't, this isn't, I'm not trying to be political by any means, um, by any means. But it, it's it's just gotten so difficult. Like if you're a Republican, you're supposed to feel this way. If you're a Democrat, you're supposed to feel this way. And I think as a follower of Jesus, we don't fit into either category. I think yeah. it's a nightmare. And I think it's the most loving thing from a police officer perspective as well. Like, that's no harder job I feel like in our country than waking up and going into the streets to help protect and serve. Mm-hmm. And there's absolutely some bums in every police force, I'm sure. But if there's people crying out and they're hurting and in pain, I think it's our job to do that. And I mean, I've never, I've never been, I don't, this is going to shock you, but I've never been racially profiled. That does shock me. Yeah, man. Blonde hair, blue eyes. You would think. Yeah. That that people would would um, would see me in public and think, man, that guy's got a mullet. Uh-huh. You know, he may be doing meth or something. Yeah, but it's never happened to me. Um, and I've reached out to some some people I really really trust that have told like story after story of like not just like from an authority or a police standpoint, but from like like being in certain areas and going into restaurants or you know being asked to leave or there's just so many. Th- 
so many different things and they're not my stories to tell. I got a lot of messages, by the way, from people and I'm not going to go through them because one of my phone's completely out of commission right now, but um, I might quote some stuff here in a little while, but I won't name anybody. Just so I don't get in trouble. I should ask people if I can use their name. Yeah. I think that'd be the respectful thing. But I don't, I don't know what we do, I guess. Yeah. What, I don't know. what would you say is a white person? Like, so what is white I, people? I, I think, do? I think the, the most obvious and basic thing that we can do is just, um, listen, like no bias. Listen, I think like these people, like people want their stories to be heard without added commentary and interpretation. Yeah. Like they have, like people have unique experiences they go through. They have a story to tell. And what we so often do is add our own commentary or interpretation, or we add our own narrative to their story. So I think mm-hmm. the the most basic thing that we can do, set our biases aside and just listen and process what they're saying and realize that they're coming from somewhere because they're, people are going through these experiences personally. Yeah. So I think the most basic thing is listen. Yeah. And from there, we can start putting what, what we've heard, these stories we've heard into action. Yeah. But I, I think like we're so just gung-ho about adding commentary and interpretation to people's stories or discrediting their stories. And we were like, we weren't even there. Yeah. Like how, how can you add commentary and stuff when you weren't part of the story? Yep. So I think it's the most basic level is just a willingness to, to listen. Yep. And like with this, with like the, how brutal the video was and how apparent that it was like, I don't even think that, um, I don't know. Like that should have been enough to be like, yeah, this, this was wrong. Yep. Like this dude's pleading. He's like yelling for his mom, this grown man yelling for his mom, like pleading for his life and four officers, a dude handcuffed. Like they can't get him into a police car with four officers. Yeah. So like, I, I, I don't see like, I don't know. But again, does anything happen? There's no video. Yeah. And that's, I, that's I the thing know. I think that's very scary. I think for a lot of people I talked to this week was, you know, I mean, I have some friends that are in great shape, live in good communities, not here in Wichita Falls that like genuinely feel afraid at this point in time, mm-hmm. like in certain, like that's in, in 2020 America. That's crazy to me. Yeah. And so I think especially for me personally, my prayer, my goal has been to listen way more than I speak. Like when this first happened last week, I was, you know, I think everyone's natural reaction is to get on Instagram and start. And so I just tried to shut it down, waited till we were going to do these podcasts because, and again, I think we talked about it feels weird us doing this because like, who are we? It's not like you and I get, you know, I, I don't know that we're the, the front runners for this, but I do think it's our job to speak out and share like our perspective, but I don't know. I think there's something so powerful and just shutting your mouth and listening, mm-hmm. especially to the people that it's directly affecting. Yeah. Cause I think too many times you come in and you try to fix the problem where before you can fix anything, you have to know what you're fixing. Mm-hmm. 
And even before that, you just have to like, it's like one of the things that like constantly has been in my head. Like when you just look at Jesus, the first Bible verse I ever memorized, Jesus wept. Oh, yep. Yeah, it's very short and easy. Um, but Jesus was with people, sat with them, was present with them, mourned with them. But then when you saw something go wrong, you went in there and flipped some tables. Ripped some tables up. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing is knowing the time to set um, and knowing the time to um, to flip some tables. And I think that's, that's the hard thing um, for a lot of people. And I think that's why I don't have as much um, anxiety about talking about it. And I think that, again, for any of my friends trying to process this, I think that it's it's time that we be less afraid to appear racist or to say the wrong thing and be more about actually seeing change. Uh-huh. I think Mark Cuban said that a while back when he was just talking about like the fear, and I'm probably going to misquote it, so whatever, but like walking down a street at night and seeing a guy with a hood on and being afraid because you see someone in front of you in a dark road with a hood on, but you don't want to walk across because you're afraid to seem racist, but it could have been a white guy or a black guy. Like, Instead of being afraid to look a certain way, I think we have to just like head on address these issues with people and say like, again, you might say the wrong thing. You might say something incredibly insensitive. Um, I'm trying to find this message I got. I'm not going to name this person so I don't get in trouble. Um, but if they want to take credit for this, they can. But I got a long message. Look at this. It's one of the shorter messages too, man. Yeah. Are you going to read that? It's, it is long, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip down to the part. I know um, how you are with reading stuff. It, listen, did you see me have to read on uh, Brennan's last, did you see that? He had me read his oh, obituary. Oh, podcast? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was long too, man. And I was sweating. I cannot read to save my life. Basically, this person just kind of talking about, um, and I'm not talking about this tonight too, but just like not knowing what to say, not knowing how to do it. Um, and they said, however, I'm reminded of the story in Exodus when the Israelites um, were battling one another uh, when Moses would raise his arms, Israelites would prevail. However, Moses became tired. That's when Aaron um, and his brother held up his arms so that he could continue to fight. That's how I envisioned my small role in this battle. I was to hold up my brothers and sisters um, and support them. Um, they can't win this fight alone, and when they need us to hold them up, um, that's when we can be there. I think that's a cool imagery of just mm-hmm. like, Sometimes our our role will be to speak up and uh, sometimes it'll be to just yeah. sit there quietly and be supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Just like presence in times like these, I think it I think it goes a long way. I think not even with this like outside of this um this whole ordeal, like when people are going through stuff, they they need people by their side. And it's not always like them like actively trying to work them through this. Sometimes it's just their presence and their support yep. that that means the most. So, yeah, especially as as people who follow Christ, like you got to be there. Like he, like God's a God of of justice, and he's a God of love. And I think those two characteristics of God are coming to the head in this whole thing. Yeah. Like you got to be there to su- support and to, to seek justice um, for these wrongdoings. 
but you also got to be there just to, to love on people. Yeah. And to support them. Yeah. I guess I'm just dumbfounded by people who are already set in their ways. You already have something like, this is what I believe. And then as information comes out, you only filter it through that view. Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous. And I think especially if you're a follower of Jesus, then there's nothing like, I guess just for the record, since we've completely, this is definitely not a marketing podcast. Like follower of Jesus does not mean Republican. Yeah. I just want to clarify that. Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no correlation between the two necessarily. Follower of Jesus doesn't have any political stance. It's actually um, a following of Jesus, and Jesus broke a lot of rules um, of religion. And so when you look at this man who walked, and if you say you're a Christian at all, you realize that like Jesus came, died for all, loved all, pursued all, and really went after the people that were in the hardest spots, the least of these that were struggling. Um, I, I just I just don't know. I'll probably get in trouble for this, but whatever. But like, we have to be so much more than a cool photo op holding the Bible up in front of the church. We have to be so much more than that. Yeah. It, this can't just be another sermon series. This can't just be um, uh, a cool website graphic or a bumper sticker. It can't just be an opportunity to bring in a black pastor to speak one week. It's got to literally be an opportunity to sit down with people and say, we hear you, we love you, and we want to change. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to do. This is this cannot become trendy in the white church to talk about. Like This has to be a real life change. And I think that the, our, the phase one is to listen and then begin having discussions with the people around us and holding people accountable. Yeah. You have to hold people accountable when you see things. Um, and again, not everything has to come down to, I think that's been the, always a thing people like, it's not everything's about race. Understand, but we have a lot of brothers and sisters in the streets right now, uh-huh. protesting, hurting, fearful for their life. And that, that makes me uh, super sad and feel very guilty. Yeah. You know, I know white privilege is like a, a weird thing. I think a lot of people around me feel very uncomfortable when I say the word white privilege. Um, I think I'm just personally privileged based on the home I was born into and the country I was born into and the time I was born to is incredibly privileged. Um, but I literally, if you don't think that there's benefits upon my life um, based on where I'm born and what I look like, I think that you're, um, I think that I would challenge you to, to process that differently. That was a nice way to say that. Yeah. And again, I'm very passionate about all of this stuff and I don't, I do not by any means think I'm correct on all of it. I just want to have a good, healthy conversation with my white buddy. I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. Not an authority. Definitely have some, some privileges in this life and I'm willing to recognize those, but I'm also willing to, to listen and I, and I want to listen and I want to, um, do whatever I can to continue to learn and to be there for people. Yeah. And I don't want to, I'm not like real smart in like this aspect of the world, but I want to, I want to learn like the first thing, one of the first things I saw. So propaganda has been like real big in this. He's a great follow on Twitter. He's a, he's a Christian rapper, poet, activist, activist. Um, but he just posted like these, he's like white people, looking for ways um, to start to help um, this working start. And he just like posted five books 
Um, so I went and downloaded those and I, I plan on trying to get through them um, pretty soon. But yeah, I think it's like mm. you got to you got to s- start doing stuff that maybe you normally wouldn't do. And I, th- I think you have to learn what stuff you can do by listening to the people who are have been a part of this for for years. Again, this is like this has been like a, a pattern, and I think a lot of this, a lot of the the anger and the stuff we we see happening. One, I think we see a lot more of that just because it's on the news. Yeah, and I think I forgot who who commented in here. I think it was Harley. Um, she said, um, "Can't trust anything Harley says." <laughs> um, people being more upset about like the looting and stuff yeah. as opposed to like this. Dude, George, George Floyd dying. I've seen that a lot. A lot of people are more upset about these people looting than like this murder that we all witnessed happen on the street. Yeah. Like a loss of life. Is, is that versus, in question? Have you heard that be in question at all? What? I know there was that mayor that said that he didn't see anything wrong, but has that really been like, would you say most people are in agreement Look, I, that I this was a murder? Yeah, I would, yeah. That's not like you know. A lot of times, there's in question. Like, I think you're what's in the wrong. I think you're super reaching if you're trying to make points that it wasn't. I agree. I mean, I, I a thousand. Now, obviously, I don't know what police training looks like, but I don't think, especially when there's four officers, I don't think. I'm yeah. I don't. I don't think training involves sitting on a dude's neck for. I don't. Nine even minutes. There's one. I, I just. Uh, yeah. I'm, I've never been trained, I so know. I don't. I don't want to be judgmental, but you know. I think it was um, I don't even know where I started with this. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's like been going on for years and years and years and years, centuries. And yeah, it just keeps like shifting forms with the, with how the discrimination works. Yeah. But it's still there. Um, again, look up some of the, the, the stats and people always like, they'll, they'll bring up like counter stats of, Actually, there's been more white people murdered by by cops. But then when you like, I don't, I don't think it's just a, a lot of it is like a police brutality thing, but I think the most of the protests is like a whole system change. Yeah. And the whole system is pretty discriminatory. Like when you look at the stats and like the rate that uh, black people are arrested as opposed to yeah. um, white people for like, petty stuff or just like simple drug charges and how that completely derails their life and pulls them out of their communities. And then once they're finally back in their communities, they're like disenfranchised and feel disconnected. And it's just like creates a cycle where you're ripping fathers or mothers from their family. So then their kids are growing up without a father or mother, without that authority figure. So then it creates a greater chance that they're going to follow. So the whole like, system that we abolished slavery and I might be getting the date wrong 1865 it like continues on like in just other forms yeah I know um like a lot of people are anti Kanye right now and he made this point in a not the greatest way and he, he like always talks about the 13th amendment and how we need to abolish it but there is that that uh, like clause or whatever that says that yeah slavery's gone unless you're in jail unless you're like a, convicted of a, a crime yeah. then you can 
like be subject to um, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't know the exact clause. So yeah, it continues on. It just keeps transforming. And if you look at the stats, the, the rate that black people are arrested is like way above. It's terrifying. Anybody else. It's terrifying. Yeah. I don't think, I think that like looking at our own pond and how we can change, um, how we can like personally change what's around us. Obviously, you know, we can vote. I don't, I don't really know how that's going to help. Um, there, a lot but, of local governments. It's like voting, like they're finally like starting to amend some stuff and repeal some stuff with like voting. But that's like part of the whole system I too know. is like, once you have a criminal record, like you, you have a lot harder time voting. Have, like, you, have you looked back? You, you think about how powerful voting is like the three fifths compromise. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you go and you go into Jim Crow laws. Yeah. Like look at this stuff. And it's like, there's always been through our history, which again, people like white people love to talk about when you say like this country was founded, you know, on these beliefs and these principles. And then you look back to this, this country and you say, at one point we made laws that, that would keep white people from voting. Yeah. When they had freedom. Yeah. Post-slavery. <laughs> you know? And so, I, I don't know, again, as we as you process this as people, I just think it's important to have conversations. Um, I think it's important. It, uh, I think most people, I'm going to make a statement, Jared, and I want you to call me out if I'm wrong. Genuinely. But I think that a lot of people a majority of people, that might be much, maybe a reach, but a majority of people's Facebook page, their Twitter, all social media is an echo chamber. Like their, their friend group reflects that as well. Mm-hmm. And most people can say whatever they feel to the people around them because they all think, look, and feel the same way. A lot of people. A lot of people don't feel that way. Um, I know one of the things recommended to me was... Uh, like, don't say, hey, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. Yeah. Like, don't say that. Um, that's not necessarily true. And don't utilize a friendship with someone to try to prove something about yourself. Not yeah. helpful. That's also kind of counterproductive because you're using that person for yourself to serve a purpose. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I have a, a friend that's black. Yeah. So no, I, I couldn't be racist. Like, yeah. also, you can. Yeah. Um, but I think that a lot of people hear from the same people they listen to the same podcasts they talk to the same like everything is kind of reflected in this little like ecosystem that that's where they get all of their ideas and beliefs from and i think that's incredibly dangerous and so i would encourage you to try to break out outside of your ecosystem this year and to find some people who think different than you or operate different than you or look different than you or whatever um, and begin to have conversations and I mean, how many people have, have you heard talk about any issue, whether it be race or sexual orientation or whatever, but have never, ever talked to the person affected by that issue before? Yeah. Like never. Like I think there's, a, I would say a lot of my white friends have never asked somebody who's a minority ever how they feel about it. Never once asked. But why do you, why do you think that is? You think it's because it, they'll, they're like scared, like their belief system will be like dismantled if they have that conversation? Um, I think that it's just uncomfortable and weird. I think that's probably for most people. They just like, uh, I, I think growing up, it was said more, but I remember when we were growing up, people would always say, 
I don't see color. I'm colorblind. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's counterintuitive to the gospel. Like, yeah. God created his people perfectly and it's beautiful and spread out. And so, it it kind of sounds good. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, I see nobody different, I think is what people are trying to say. I see everybody equal, but there's also like, um, black culture's like really dope. Mm-hmm. I told you today, I was like afraid, like I'm gonna look like a culture vulture sometimes. Like with my shoes and stuff, like I, I, I love hip hop. I, I love basketball. Um, I think the best part of Twitter is black Twitter. Like I think that, I mean, I think that looking at people's cultures and seeing it, I think that's probably one of the coolest and most beautiful things about the world is getting to see like how, where food and culture and all that comes from. So we don't have to deny that. But I also think, um, from the conversations I had this week, like with people like coming through and saying, most people just naturally are attracted to just somewhat human behavior. The people that live around them, that look like them, that have the same interests. I think you naturally like, you know, if you play golf, you know, if you're a bird watcher, you know, you're going to hang out with other bird watchers. You know, if you play, I'm just trying to name off as all the white activities I can think of. Golf. The, 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 the guy in Central Park, he was bird watching mm-hmm. when that lady caught the cops. Yeah. Um, also, that situation in general was kind of a nightmare on both sides. Just the filming of it. What, yeah. You know, that lady couldn't have been more of a Karen. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I just... I don't know. I think that as white people, we just have to be willing to uh, have more and more and more of a, a dialogue with people. And again, I know that we're doing a podcast right now. I'm doing another podcast tonight for One Life. But like outside of like for social media clout or for a good picture or so that you can tell other people you're not racist, like outside of all those reasons to have a dialogue with somebody and be like, how do you personally feel? What have you experienced? And also to take the pressure off, like talking to a black friend, they don't, don't put the pressure on them that they need to be the voice for their people. Like everybody has a completely different experience. I think learning those experiences and, you know, making sure that, um, you know, that's being taken care of, I think is super important. And so I think changing your pond a little bit and inviting more people into your home, going into more people's homes that don't think like you or act like you. Um, is good. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I was I was processing more white activities in my brain. Hockey, yeah, hockey, horse riding, curling, curling, skiing. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. But yeah, I think I think you have to. I think you have to like seek out um, diversity. I'm sure, like, one, it's going to help you grow as a person. Two, it's going to give you, um, it's going to allow you to empathize a little bit with where people are coming from so you can actually, like, understand, like, instead of being angry at, like, some forms of protest, you can start to understand, like, why people are angry. Yeah. Instead of just being angry at their anger. Yeah. Which then, there's just anger everywhere. Yeah. If you don't get to know, like, why are they angry? Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious in this, in this situation while people are angry. And I think it's justified anger. Like imagine, like we're both competitive people. Imagine we went into a competition and like we knew, um, or we like throughout the competition, we realized that like we came in with a unfair advantage. 
like that would that'd piss me off. Yeah, because I'm competitive and I want to win. And if I knew there was something just inherently that was unfair going to the competition, I'd be pissed. Yep. And I think they're like that's just with a game. And I think what you're saying, you'd be mad if somebody else had an advantage over you. Yeah. Okay. Like outside of like tacky foul called or something like that. Like inherently that put us at a disadvantage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like didn't even give us, give us a chance to win. Yeah. That's just with the game. And that's how some people's lives are. Like, yeah, they have like a disadvantage going in and like, that's like a much like important scale than a game. Yeah, for it's sure. Like your life is on the line as opposed to losing a game. Yeah. I, I would be super pissed if I walked up to the Lakeside City basketball court in the park. It's playing some two on two, and I knew I was approaching that game with a unjust disadvantage. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to win. I'd be pissed. Yeah. And I think I think you'd also be mad. And I think that if you knew it and you were coming into the game with the advantage, I think it takes some of the. Um, I mean, from a competitive standpoint, it's the worst. I think doesn't feel doesn't feel good. But I think when you translate that to life, it doesn't translate perfectly. But when you translate it to like people, I think if we have an opportunity to try to figure out how to, um, I think that's the hard part about when people process through like a white privilege or whatever. Again, everybody has a different perspective. There's a lot of white people that grew up poor that would disagree with that. But I think when you look and you say. Like I do have, I do acknowledge that I, I won't have to go through some of these circumstances that other people go through. And I may have, I may have started this race a little further ahead. Um, I think that does take some of the power and at least give us an ability to have a better conversation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think that my encouragement to the people around me is if you only listen to one news network, I encourage you to listen to some people that um, don't all look the same, don't all speak the same and don't all believe the exact same thing. I think that's, a, I think that's dangerous. Um, I would encourage you to change your pond. Um, and I would also encourage you to shut up for a little bit. Um, you're going to have to speak out, but also just shut your mouth for a little bit and listen, you know, find out like what some people are saying. Um, if you hear something and it bothers you, it doesn't make it wrong. It means it maybe just hurts and you should think about it longer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some things said through this that like bothered me. And as a process, I'm like, I, I don't know what I believe on this. I'm going to have to spend some time. Um, I'm bitter. I'm angry. Um, I'm disappointed. I don't really know what to do completely. Um, but I think it's worth the fight. And I think it's also, like, I mean, obviously, you, you know me probably better than anybody, but um, I like to run my mouth a lot. I like to talk. That's why I would prefer to do a podcast versus, I'd rather do a two hour podcast than spend 20 minutes writing a Facebook post. Ugh. But I just don't think it's my time. To, to assume that I'm the guy that gets to pop up and say, let me talk to y'all about yeah. race. But I also think that there will be a time that I've got to use my voice to um, spark conversation. And, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm just saying right now, if you know me and you hear me say something that offends you, I want to know, I'll listen. But also just know that I'm totally willing to cross whatever lines you guys think are out there to at least engage in some better conversations. And I don't want to say that. I think that you're the same way. Like, it's, I don't want it to sound like, you know, <laughs> check out Martyr Logan. Wanted to take some risks. I think it's just not that. I think it's just wanting to take a step out of fear and say, I want to, I want to hear from the right people. And so if I say the wrong thing is what it is. If you can't forgive me, then we probably wouldn't have made it anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. 
It's kind of mentally exhausting to process. It kind of is. I'm surprised you're still awake, dude. We're only we're not even to an hour yet. I'm still I'm still good. Yeah, dude. I'm. I'm also like the ultimate processor. So though I've had like a a week to process and a week to listen, I feel like I need more time. Process and listen. Oh, dude, I don't think we're close. So and I don't I don't think it's ever that's like ever something you should just shut off. Like, all right, this is this is over. I can I can stop listening. I can stop processing. I think it's something you always have to like strive to do in, in any circumstances. Like Yeah. All right, I gotta listen to these different perspectives and I gotta process and then turn that into whatever action um, I think it will be most supportive. Yeah. A little nervous. It's 2020, man. We have a presidential election this year. Mm -hmm. If you're a follower of Jesus, a loving person, I would just encourage you to utilize this season to vote for who you want to vote for. And to maybe just like, maybe even be proactive and think once a week to like try to find the good in the other side. You're out of your mind. Dude, if you think that the people on the other side deserve death, shouldn't be here. So, like, if you if you don't think it's that bad, then, like, we're all in this game together. And so, I just get really nervous knowing that, 20, that the election's so close, if we have it. Who knows with this Verona lingering. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not the most political guy. But I think that if you can't find the good and the people that you deem to be your enemy, which is so dumb. If you're a Republican and you think Democrats are your enemy, your life's pretty Gucci. If you're a Democrat and you think Republicans are the enemy, sayonara. There's literally people in the world that want us dead. Yeah. And that's your enemy. Yeah. We're all trying to pay bills. We just watched a man as a country be murdered in the American streets. And that's your enemy. Hey, guess what? Kick rocks. Go outside, tie your boots, get a walking stick, and take a hike. <laughs> See ya, dude. That's crazy to me. So maybe it's just a season for some of us to shut up and listen and, and for some of us to speak up. But, but yeah, dude, some of y'all just need to get a walking stick and take a hike. I just thought about that. <laughs> That's a great idea. Lace up and take a walk. Come back and be refreshed and listen to some other people. Sayonara, dude. Uh, it's man. every side, too. Yeah, it for sure is. It's every side. This is not, I'm not trying to say all white people are wrong. Um, I don't want that to come across. But sometimes hiking's a white activity. So lace up and take a hike and take a hike. It's good for you. I need to take a hike every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're good for you. The sun is good for you. It's good. Being outside is good for you. We got it pretty good though, man. Yeah. We really do as a, uh, <laughs> as, as people. And so if we have brothers and sisters screaming out and crying uh, for help, I think that we owe it to listen and process. And, and also I think that's cool that the, the blackout Tuesday thing was pretty dope. Um, but again, I, I do think that it's our it's our job to go beyond uh, a picture on Instagram. 
yeah. and start to have legitimate dialogue. And I'll just, like, complete confession, felt very uncomfortable sending some some messages this week. Like, like so uncomfortable that I sat there for 20 minutes to type out just a short question because I felt like I was pandering and I didn't want the other person to feel like I was taking advantage of their situation so that I could use it, use it on a podcast or whatever. I felt very uncomfortable. Luckily, the conversations all went well, and I had some equity with these people. Um, but I think it's super, super important to have that that dialogue um, with people, preferably face-to-face. I know Rona's kind of messed that up, but um, but be as a white person, be willing to ask some questions that you may not like the answers to. Be willing to ask questions that may not land as well. Um, but also don't try to rationalize your point. Just listen. Uh-huh. And if you can't do any of those things... I feel like I feel like we make a good team. So I'm a, I'm a pretty good listener. You're you're pretty good. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying you're not a good listener. I already I already know what's going on. You're a good listener too, but I'm a good listener. You're a good speaker. You're a good speaker too. You're a man of the people. I think you, I think you said that yesterday about your, <laughs> about about yourself while we were in the golf cart. I that was my I don't nail small talk a lot. And I nailed <laughs> some good small talk, and I I feel like I was kissing babies. So with our powers combined, we're a good team. We're a pretty good team. I respect that. Yeah. I've learned a lot from you, though, because I walk into our office and just immediately start ranting. <laughs> every time. Every time. And I think that you're a good filter for me to be able to just, like, rant and vent and let it all roll and then, you know, obviously go out into the real world and not be that human. Uh, but I've learned a lot from you just, like, hearing – because, like, you do this thing that I think is weird. You do a lot of weird things. But – We'll be in like at a group and everyone's talking and I'll look over at you to see one, if you're awake and two, if you're even listening and I can't usually answer either one. And then you'll like chime in and, but you've like absorbed all of this information and I know you're a processor, but you, you've processed it enough that you share. And that's something that I, I, I try to do a better job of cause I'm quick to I hear someone say something and I'm like, woof. I'm about to go ahead and lace them up, take them on this hike for them, dude. <laughs> and that's, I think that's, that's not always my, I mean, I don't know. I think that there, there was things I was really passionate about when I was 20 and 21 that I argued with probably everybody about that. I don't, I don't still view things the same way. So if that's true in 10 years, what about when I'm 40? Well, I view things differently. And I think that just like having the humility to not feel like, um, we even know what we're talking about right now. Yeah. This might be a painful podcast to listen back to in 10 years. It might be. And, but are you okay with that? Yeah. That's the thing. I am glad that we both have young kids right now because I think a lot of this, we have like the, the power to influence our kids and the, the power to show them compassion and teach them compassion and um, teach them to, to fight for people. And I think that... <laughs> Um, our kids and our, our friends' kids. And I think there's a lot of kids in the world that'll grow up. Um, like, though they're in infancy right now, they're, they're growing up in this. Yeah. And they're, like, seeing it more. They'll see it more, like, on the on the news and on social media and stuff. And I think that if we can love them well and show them compassion well, that they'll, they'll be out there fighting for people tooth and nail. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of glad that that we have been um, blessed with with children that we have 
Yeah. Um, we have a little influence over. Yeah. For now. For now. Until they... I might lose that influence on Ellie about eight. Until they start forming their own opinion and start rebelling against us. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think love can conquer a lot of things. If your actions aren't reflecting of that, take a, take hike. a hike. There we go. It's our new catchphrase. Um, I think we can talk about this all day. Let's wrap it up. I'm physically and mentally completely exhausted for some reason. This is a heavy topic. And if we butchered this, I'm completely okay with it. And I mean that. Probably gonna have I'm, a lot. And I'm also starting to get a little bit cocky. I can feel it in me like a little bit, not cocky maybe, but a little bit frustrated and bitter. And I feel like there's a couple times I've almost said something that I shouldn't have said. Like well, would have regretted. It sounds like we need to go for like 30 more minutes. I don't know, man. So you can air those. No, because I want to. I have a whole list of people that I want to go ahead and send up to the mountain. <laughs> so they can take a nice long they're walk. Supposed to, they're supposed to hike up to the mountain though. Yeah, but I'm going to be dropping some. I'm, I'm going to verbally drop some of these people off, I think. <laughs> Which is never. That's the thing. Like, is it? It's fun for me to rant, but it's it's never right. You know, like. S- sometimes it is. Okay. Okay. I was trying to be humble. Most of the time when I do it, it's right. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think I think it is. And I think that's where the protests have gotten at times heated. Like, for some of these, I think people view it like. Uh, all right. Let's see if we can get in trouble here. A few weeks ago, there were there were people who showed up to courthouses with guns to protest their rights to get out of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Right? Did you know that happen? Yeah, I saw that. Okay, happen. that happened. We can agree that happened. Mm-hmm. That was so that you could leave your home and go out and go get your hair cut. Business, I know that's important. Uh, so that you know you could go out and eat at Chili's. That's what you're protesting, and that's one hundred and fifty percent your right. <laughs> There are people protesting now because they're terrified that their son and daughter is going to be killed. Yeah. They don't feel comfortable in this country. Like that, that's a big protest. So when it pops and people are shocked, lace up, you know, like that's, that's so annoying to me. Yeah. Um, but I also understand a lot of people didn't grow up in communities that they have ever seen this before. And when you tell somebody who's, not operated in this. Hey, we feel like we're wrong. We're like, well, I'm not racist, so it's not my fault kind of thing. I just think that more of us have to have a, a better, yeah. more healthy conversation. Have you seen the, those videos of like the parents talking to their kids and teaching their kids what to do if they're pulled over? Yeah. It's kind of the worst. Yeah. I think Matt Chandler at the Village Church said, he's like, I'll, you know, as a white guy, I'll never have to tr- teach my kids that. I'll never have to teach my, my blonde haired, blue eyed son know what to do and again i have so many i know so many people in law enforcement that are the dopest people on earth yeah and i think that, i that think have gone even, so far so far and above and beyond for people i think even a lot of a lot of those people have been highlighted during this yeah oh my gosh there's so many there's so many cool videos out there like both sides yeah i think we'll always have a i think we'll for the most part for the rest of our life we'll always have a human uh, race issue right <laughs> i think it'll always be like the actual person that we have people groups and people who are racist. I don't think that's going away. I think it's looking at the top-down system that I think should be processed through. Yeah. Again, probably not the two guys to figure it out. Probably not. If you but, want, if it, hey, if any politicians want to bring Jared and I in, we would be glad to sit on the side and tell each person that you we need to to take a hike. Yeah, I, I think I could do that. It doesn't take a whole lot of research to realize there's there's something not right with like the whole system. 
doesn't take a whole lot of research. And I'm sure you can do research to to counter argue um, whatever argument you're facing, but it doesn't take a whole lot of research to to look at just like what's been going on for over a century and how the system has shifted. Yeah. I don't know. Take a hike. Take a hike. Lace them up. That's my new catchphrase. You're in trouble, dude. You're about to be taking a lot of hikes. I can tell you that. What was your what was your old catchphrase? Um, oh man, let's go. I was always a catchphrase. No, you, you didn't say. It. I think you just like went through one week spurts where you use it a lot. You don't you don't use it a lot regularly, but if it's a, if it's a certain week, you use it a lot. Um, oh that uh that dog will hunt. Oh that dog will hunt. <laughs> Again. That sounds like the most racist thing I could say. Doesn't it just seem like a very, like, uh, if you were going to be, like, uh, judgmental towards white people, you would assume the person who says yeah. that dog will hunt yeah. would have a Confederate flag. Yeah. Again, not fair. Also, you said when we were walking in here, my haircut is a hockey haircut, and it's from Canada. Yeah. So it's, it's not racist. Yeah. It's not a southern haircut. No. It's a Canadian haircut. And I, I think a lot of people up north, wherever, have a, a wrong perspective of Texas a lot of times. I know there's a lot, you know, small towns or a lot of people that view things, but there's a lot of dope people here mm-hmm. that feel the exact same way. Um, and so, I don't know. Let's let's wrap this thing up, man. What is your what's your word of wisdom today? Um, man, probably just what we said the whole podcast. You don't always have to have an opinion right off the bat. Um, it's okay if, um you transition your beliefs some like your political beliefs or your beliefs about um, racial discrimination. It's okay. If you shift your beliefs, it doesn't make you like a, like a flip flopper. It doesn't make you yeah. somebody who has loose beliefs. It means that you are listening and that you are processing as a human being and that you are um, evolving in your thoughts. And it doesn't make you some person who has, loose beliefs yeah so yeah that that's good ask more questions and ask hard questions listen change your surroundings in your pond um but I think that my my biggest thing would be I would just look at the people on no matter what side of this or any issue or politics you're on, I think if you can't look across the issue to the other side and see the people and see them as people, as human beings, um, and you see them as less than you, I think that you're already in a really terrible place. Um, and so I think being able to see the people that counter you and love them and be able to dis I don't know why you can't disagree with somebody and still have a meal with them. Yeah. I, I'm sure that people have meals with me all the time that don't agree with the, some of the things I believe and vice versa. But I don't see why you can't have a beer, why you can't go hang out, why you can't be around someone that you just completely like, like it's a deal breaker. If you can't love those people, lace them up. I got nothing for you. And so I think just learning to love people. And that's something even for me, like processing through this, like, the people that like I feel like I've talked about on this podcast that I've literally told 32 times to take a hike, like those are also the people that I need to stop and process and say like, hey, this person 
um, sees things different and right or wrong. It's still a human being that was perfectly created. Um, they just got exposed to more sin so they can take a hike. Um, I ruined that whole point by doing that. Sorry. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Life's a tough game. It's messy. And I think I think having some apathy and some humility would probably be good for all of us right now. So. Not not apathy. Nope. As soon as I said it and you looked at me, I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> not apathy at all. Empathy. Empathy. So, that's the word. So, okay. Thanks. Oh, I'm going to do that whole part again. Okay. I think just having some humility and empathy. That's that one? Yeah. Some empathy. Man, as soon as I said apathy, I was like processing. I'm just exhausted. If that bothered you, see ya. Um, no, man. Again, if you don't if you don't like what we said, we'd love feedback. We were grateful for feedback. Um, but I, I don't really, I don't know, honestly, if I care if this ages well or not. I think I'm just, I want to be willing to have the conversation and uh, try to be, try to bring some empathy to this. There you go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I even used that really. I think that's kind of the wrong way to use it, but it was the right word. It was, it was better than using apathy. <laughs> that whole thing was a setup for me to use empathy again. <laughs> that's bad. Uh, you have to do a whole another one of these. I know, man. I'm really excited about it. If you're listening to this um, on the One Life Community Church Facebook page, which we're going to get a podcast set up for that this week, I think. Just, just decided. But we're going to um, we have Brian Johnson on tonight. And so Brian and I are going to talk for a while. Um, Brian's super dope. I love that dude's heart. He's so wise. So he might be the guy that uh, about two or three minutes in, he's just asking me questions. <laughs> and I would appreciate that. So we would love it if, uh, yeah, I don't really care if you subscribe or not right now. We can talk about that later. Maybe just take some time this week to, um, follow somebody different on social media, find a new friend, go to a different location. Um, also, just maybe don't stop like a black person on the street and try to ask them these questions. I think yeah. You need a little bit of equity, but I think just start seeing people um, as human and starting to to learn from people um, and complete love and prayers to the Floyd family. It's the worst and to all of our, I don't know, which is a tough time. So, you have anything else before we wrap this up? I don't think so. This was this was a this was a podcast. I was gonna say this was fun, but <laughs> this was a podcast. This was definitely a podcast. You got a new catchphrase, dude? I'm about to use that all the time. Can you imagine what Katie's gonna have to hear? Logan, can you come in and do the laundry? Lace them up. <laughs> Oh, thanks for listening. We love you guys. Thanks for the processing with us. And uh, if you have any questions, hit us up. I've been scribbling words on a cocktail napkin Scratching a lucky strike ad madmen My rapping is sorta old-fashioned Window shopping, hip-hop and mannequin Roger to his Don Draper, we make songs Elevator music, rock to the PM Dawn Copping a new John, mocking your crew song I'm dope in the pocket, plus hot with a suit on We madmen